You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin here with this live edition recapping day one of free agency for the first time in a minute. It feels like the Lakers have most of their work kind of done. I don't have to sit here and wait for all of all of uh, the weekend, a long weekend to figure out what the hell the Lakers roster is going to look like. Aaron has multiple phones in his hand going full <laughs> joe Durm- dumars uh is oh is, yeah is yeah yeah is that full, the, is that the full meme? Uh, the, uh, paul yeah. pierce right full uh, paul yeah, pierce uh, well maybe not full paul pierce you don't have a a girl for hire in the background um i'm also not joined, presently no <laughs> i'm also joined by raj chapalu who i haven't spoken to since the playoffs uh how you doing raj you, you doing all right like he I, yes. I feel like this is your least favorite day of the year I feel like you just you're just a walking stress ball all day. <laughs> yeah, well actually I was at you guys been to Yard House. I was at like Yard House 30 minutes ago. Um Yeah, we're at really the uh, where the LA Live? Did you have a yard? No, no, no. In Riverside, where I live. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're back at your there. spot. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite spots actually. They have like really great food and stuff. So um yeah, I ran home though to, to come on here and be excited about the Lakers signing. So I'm excited. And Summer League in a few days, which, you know, I'm excited about that as well. Lakers play on Monday, so the, the basketball returns. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to try not to throw Raj, too will much you be, cold will you be water joining Summer League? Are you, are you coming to Vegas? I am not playing to Vegas. Are you playing? That a boy. That a boy. Next Friday, I will definitely be there. I will, I will give you your first alcoholic beverage in Vegas. It'll be your first one. Okay. Nice. I'm going I'm to take your. You know what? I'm going to give you your first. Yeah, drink. easy, easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs> We're going to do nothing but listen to Drake. Watch old. Two Lakers minutes in, and, and we have an HR violation. <laughs> hey, speaking of Drake, freaking Fred Van Vliet got the bag. Started oh, from the wow. literal bottom. Now he's here. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, which was. See, I already just, you know what? I'll just start this. You guys got it. I, I just, what? I thought it was interesting. It's interesting because Houston was, because it took them a little longer to theoretically announce stuff that may or may not be happening because nothing can happen for the next seven <laughs> days. Um, I thought it was very interesting because Houston was the last place that some guys later on in the process that had not, theoretically agreed could use as leverage 
Um, and then that cap space disappeared there very quickly. So some guys had to scurry back to their previous def destinations because uh, that cap space dried up very quickly. He's yeah. He's that like their little dang, right? Aren't they like in the situation we were in 2017, kind of like they have their Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, and this is like the bridge player. I don't know if you have to give Van Fleet, you know, that much money, but like it feels like that's their bridge guy. I just don't understand because he plays the same position as their guard, so that didn't make sense. But he's like their their Houston Luol very Dang. much has needed an adult, like an adult in the room, sure. and somebody kind of just to organize everything they've got going. And it has been my opinion for now a couple years that uh, Alpern Shangun is their best player and who they should run all of their offense through. And because they've had nothing but chuckers, like young chuckers, guys that probably will develop, maybe will develop into, into some real good players and other than just straight up scorers. Um, I think they need somebody just to kind of orchestrate and get everything together. They should have been, in my opinion, they should have been running their offense through Shangun for the last couple of years anyway. Um, but they have badly needed an adult in the room, as as Coach Pete likes to say. Yeah, and you need and to, to get him away from his incumbent team. Sometimes you just have to overpay. And I was surprised it was three years because um, that takes them into the future a little bit more than I thought they were going to with the amount of money that they had to spend. But you know what? Y'all go ahead before I get myself in trouble. All right, um, we can we can talk about league stuff um, when Aaron is no longer here, potentially in like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. Um, I do huge day for the Lakers. Absolutely monstrous day for the Lakers as uh, they fill out their roster. Um, Aaron, the last time you and I spoke, we... Yesterday? <laughs> it's like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the last time we did a show or the last time we spoke? Yeah. Uh, but but the, the last time we did a show, we told people that, you know, the Malik Beasley and Mo, Mo Bamba decisions were going to preview the direction that the Lakers were going to go in, right? Correct. And we said that if they uh, let those guys walk, that that would indicate that the Lakers at that point would be getting ready to utilize their non-taxpayer mid-level exception, their biannual exception, and it would hard cap them, but they would be greater players in free agency this year. Um, I was kind of hoping, uh, one, especially once we found out that Bruce Brown wasn't coming, which happened fairly quickly. Uh, Indiana really moved fast on that one. But um, as soon as uh, to be fair, I found we knew out, that we knew that this morning when Indiana with, with their trade, that's what they're the, the Duarte um, thing. Mm -hmm. That's what that yeah, was. That when was, that happened, it was done. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, OK. All right. This is where we're going there. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I, I once it became clear that Bruce Brown wasn't coming, and and again, like you're saying, Aaron, the Duarte trade happens. I hopped on here live here on YouTube live to to give my thoughts on uh, some names that were attached to the Lakers, and also threw together a plan that involved not using their full NTMLE and not using their biannual exception that would not hard cap them this year and keep them a little bit more flexible in trades for, for uh, later in the year. That is not the path that they wound up taking. They instead uh, reportedly uh, wind up, the first signing that, that was known was uh, Torian Prince. Um, I am pro a guy named Prince coming from Minnesota. That is normally a good thing. 
Um, and then I uh, the 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 big signing that the Lakers wind up making using seems like most of their not uh, non taxpayer mid level exception, not all of it. They have some spare change now. Uh, if they either want to use it now on a big who wants more than the minimum, or they can use it during the buyout season and have more to offer then um, when uh, everybody is handing out prorated vet minimum contracts. Those are options that the Lakers have, but that money that they do use of that non-taxpayer mid-level exception winds up going reportedly to uh, Gabe Vincent of the Miami Heat. So Raj, um, seeing as Aaron can't talk about specific players until (laughs) next Thursday, I'm going to start with you. Uh, What do you think about those two signings? Yeah, you know, I like them. You know, I said yesterday there was no way that the Lakers were going to release both of those guys, Mo Bamba and Malik Beasley, without at least having some name in mind, I thought. Um, And, you know, there were rumors whether they were going to split it, and I'm so glad they didn't. Dennis Schroeder, shout out to him, got paid by Toronto. Um, Paid, paid, compared to what I thought he was going to get. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, the Lakers actually couldn't even pay him that. He got $13 million a year. The Lakers, you know, um, non-taxpayer MLE doesn't even go up to that level. Um, But I like it. Gabe Vincent, obviously a guard, Anthony. I know that kind of that kind of hurts you a little bit. He's a six. I believe he's listed at like six, two. He just looks a little more bulkier than that. Um, but he's a playoff. No, gamer. He's bulky. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the height is a different matter, but he's bulky. Right. Right. Got some I don't know very many Gabes who aren't kind of bulky. Interesting. Like, I feel like when you name your kid bait Gabe, they're going to have some bulk to him. Anyway, go ahead. Raj. Mm, okay. I don't, don't think I know a Gabe. Which is I know shocking, but I don't know another. It's, it's big another... in in the Mexican community. Okay. Gabriel. All right. Oh, Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel. Okay, I think I know a Gabriel. I know a Gabriel. Yeah. Um. Uh. No. So like he kind of played the similar role I thought that like Austin had for us, where Miami would give him the ball late game situations, and he would run pick and rolls for them. Uh. He had like huge shots all throughout the playoffs. Had like a game, you know, game ceiling shot over Tatum, uh, in game two to kind of seal that one. Um. And I thought. Anthony and Aaron, I thought our biggest like needs obviously was a center, more size, but I thought just like toughness, which is why Bruce Brown was at the top of my list. And I think he got crazy overpaid, you know, $20 million a year for Bruce Brown, um, which is why I think he's not here. But I thought just toughness at like the guard positions um, where, you know, Gabe Vincent isn't obviously huge, but I think he's a guy that doesn't really get rattled, um, doesn't really get rushed as well. He's a pick and roll ball handler, can score in all types of ways, can run actions. I think he can, he can play make a little bit as well. Shoot, shot like 94% from the line and during the playoffs. Um, and I think him and Austin Reeves, I tweeted out like our first team got that dog in them. Like that is, that is that backcourt right there. Those two are extremely tough. So excited about them. And then Torian Prince just at the beat at the Bay, um, four million dollars, uh, six seven guy who shot thirty eight percent from three. I think that's a steal. At that, you know, I'm seeing the contract getting handed out. Um, I think four point eight for Torian Prince is a is a really nice deal. So um, I'm excited about those two guys. We'll we'll see how Delo situation plays out. But Gabe Vincent at like eleven million dollars a year. I think that's that's great value for him. Are we um, are we allowed to mention that he hit thirty three percent of his threes last year? You're allowed to mention whatever you want. That makes me nervous. Okay, 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 sure. But, it, you see, you don't get it both ways. Or not you specifically, but people, Lakers fans, you don't get it both ways, right? Because everybody is down on D'Lo because he had a 
not great last series. He was he was very good in the Memphis series. He was pretty good in the Warriors series, and he was terrible in the Denver series. So the last thing we saw in the playoffs was Dila was pretty bad. So if that is going to take away from his regular season, then the inverse has to be true also, right? Because Gabe Vincent was fantastic in the playoffs and made mm-hmm. a bunch of shots. So I know that, well, Anthony, I know that's you not skew. How I'm not operating. I know that, you skew. I know you skew pessimistic about certain things, which is fine. That's Life. how you fan. Yeah, that's how. That's <laughs> fine. It's it's how you fan. It's the you, world. That's the fine. world that we live in. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> but to be fair and to be consistent, if D'Lo is going to get a demerit because he was not good in the playoffs at the end of the playoffs, and that is going to put a stain on what he had done before that. Then, to be fair, Gabe Vincent was fantastic in the playoffs and made a bunch of shots, and so he should get a merit, <laughs> whatever the opposite of demerit a is, star? a merit, I guess. Yeah, a gold star <laughs> for his playoff performance. So, yeah, I don't. To be consistent, I don't think you can get it. You don't get it both ways. Is my point. I, I'm not. I don't want it both ways. I, I all I'm. I'm. I'm just saying that the 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 larger sample size that we have from him last year was 33% shooting, and that makes me a little nervous now. Yeah, but the larger a, sample size is D'Lo weird... is better than he was in as a shooter yeah. in the playoffs. Also. By the way, I'm not one of the people who are saying I don't want D'Lo back. So like you're you're kind of strawmanning me here. Like no, I, no, no. I, I mean, never, again, I was very that. specific, not you specifically. Yeah, but Just that um, is like the Lakers Twitter thing. Yeah, not no, you specifically. I, it, look, Just, you and but, I have been saying like all off season that D'Angelo Russell should be back. I I, I still do want him back. I still think yeah, that like I him on a twenty million dollar. Uh, ish contract with a second year team option or a second year non-guarantee is still the path forward. That was what Jake Fisher has reported. That's the ballpark that I've been hearing to this point. It might be a little lower now that well let's let me say this it's so depressed because let me let me say this not about money, not but. about Delo specifically. But let me say this the Lakers have about as of now about 37 million um under the tax presently um that does not that does not include any of the the rookies um who knows max was a a a second round pick so he signs for whatever he signs for Um, Mm -hmm. but he is not slotted in like jhs who's three and change so put him in there and it's 33 34 uh million under the tax d'lo maybe who knows austin slot him in whether austin's doesn't matter. Austin is not going to make more than 12-4. So I think it, that is is a number that you guys can look at to say, where does D'Lo slot in theoretically? or And, and of course, some minimums to follow um, because that's all that's left. But I think it is notable that the Lakers have been too, able to add to the roster and still not face attack. You, I mean, you're, you know, we were talking earlier about the biannual and the non-taxpayer mid-level both trigger the hard cap. So the Lakers are going to be hard capped this year. Mm-hmm. But that number is even over the, the tax line, which the Lakers have some room to operate under before even entering the tax, which is meaningful, especially going into next year with the CBA and the repeater tax and how many years you are, you are over the second threshold, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that is notable. Aaron, can you confirm or deny reports that there was a collective high five when everybody figured out they were going to be below the tax this year? (laughs) 
it's so weird. I think his his no, he, he didn't freeze. I see the liquid moving. Um. <laughs> uh, Raj, you, it sounded like you wanted to get in there. Oh as yeah, it pertains I was, uh, to Gabe Vincent. Right. So I was just looking just some context on you know his shots. So in his wide open, so the wide open threes actually he did shoot thirty seven percent on those. Okay. Um, the Is open one during the regular season you're talking about during the regular season, yeah. yes. And obviously in the playoffs, um, that bloomed. And he's a guy that I think doesn't just relegate himself to wide open threes. He's a guy that when he gets hot. He's more than comfortable with taking step back ones and he'll take tough shots as well. But I think like on the open shots, I think he's a pretty good shooter. He's at least comfortable enough. He's in the D'Lo, I think is even more streaky than he is. D'Lo will hit like three threes in a quarter and be like 0 for 6 in another one. I think Gabe Vincent's a little bit more consistent of a shooter in that way. And I'm, I believe in the playoff, you know, run. I think, you know, I think it's strange to say like to compare his and then Austin's as well to say that one's like a fake or, or not say you're saying that. I'm just like when I see those two compared, uh, like when I watched the game, Vincent, I was thinking like he's there, Austin Reeves, kind of like he's the guy that you know kind of came out of nowhere as their ball handler. He has cojones, Dude, that's for sure. Yeah, yes, they would put you know Bam at Tim the dunker. And... Um, Tim McMahon, uh, you got the you're giving him cojones factor. Oh, oh yes, yeah. And like I, I think you know the Lakers, I think cared about that. I think like toughness and you know those are stuff. Those are stuff tough to quantify. But like when I was going into this offseason, I thought like that was something we needed. Um, and I think we got a guy that kind of fills those shoes, like doesn't get rattled. Like you can't ball pressure him. He doesn't shy away from the moment. I'm not picking out any player with those you know, details. I'm just saying like he's a guy that I think um, you can give the ball to and uh, he won't be afraid of, of any type of moment. So I'm excited. He also about gets after it defensively and the Lakers yes. really needed a point of attack defender. Um, yep. They were going to lose Dennis Schroeder. It became, um, it, well, once they signed, um, once they signed Vincent, uh, Schroeder was gone. And um, and then once Fred Van Vliet got the bag from Houston, uh, you know, I, I'm really happy for Dennis Schroeder. I, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm really happy that uh, the guy, you know, obviously infamously turns down 80 million bucks, um, falls all the way down to a minimum level player. Aaron, one of the things that you talk about is uh, a lot of guys reluctance to get bought out because once you get labeled a minimum level player, it yeah. is really difficult to dig your way back up to being a not minimum Correct. player, yeah, more yeah, than a minimum yeah. player. Yep. And so uh, it really says something about the year that Dennis had, uh, both on and off the court, by the way, like not just from a you know productivity standpoint, but also accepting a backup role, you know, not com never, ever, ever complaining about coming off of the bench. Like that was... And, and by the way, had he done that for the Lakers a couple of years ago when they traded for him, I really think that year goes really differently. It's a different subject altogether. I'm not, I'm not still upset about it, but, but um, I, 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 you know, this year, really cool story for, for Dennis and I wish him the best in Toronto, even though I can't help but kind of smirk because Masai Ujiri, who refuses to trade anything that he has for less than $350 on the dollar, um, now just lost Fred Van Vliet for nothing uh, and is looking, you know, staring right at a rebuild here. Masai, who I still legitimately think is, is a really good GM. Um, Do you, are you sure? The ball here. Are you what? sure? Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What? I, Are you sure right. he's a really so good somebody, GM? So, somebody asked me this. I think everybody, and I think almost especially really intelligent people, have blind spots. And I think really intelligent people are more, this is why I'm happy that I'm a moron, um, I think really intelligent people fall victim to those blind spots more than most. Because once you convince yourself that you yeah. cannot be wrong, you wind up believing in that stuff. Once you believe your press, it's over. And, and I really think that he believed his press and, and, and has this blind spot, like his toys, he considers his toys better than all the other toys and refuses to move off of his toys. And I, and I, and, and, uh, until he gets over this blind spot. Yeah, I think it is. It's fair. I, I still think he's really good at his job. I think he has a great eye for talent. I, I like the, like, you know, he and I value the same types of things in basketball players. But this specific blind spot really seems to have bit Toronto in the ass. Yeah, so you, yes. I mean, you were saying it's, I mean, you were alluding to the fact that it's probably time for them to take a different path. Um, it was two years ago. <laughs> not two years ago. No, because two years ago they were like know, coming off. I'm, I'm yeah, not two I'm years ago. Busy. But yeah. yes, I think you're probably right. Um, and I think they should be. They have players that have some value around the league. I was about to like say some specific stuff. They have some players that have some value around the league um, that have been in, you know, rumored talks for a couple years. But their uh, extension with Gary Trent Jr., the re-signing of Jakob Hurdle, and the signing of, of uh, Dennis would indicate that they are that is not the path that they are going to take uh and of course all of those none of those signings those are all reported none of those signings are official yet so Mm -hmm. obviously things can change but the amount of money that they have given out yes they theoretically are going to lose fred van vliet for nothing which is damaging but the amount of money that they've committed in, in new contracts to those three guys would indicate that they are not trying to take a step back they are full steam ahead it seems like a fool's errand to me, especially because who is going to be the future of their franchise and who's going to be their best player, Scotty Barnes, pretty soon is not really on the same timeline as some of these guys. Yeah. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I think it's one of those situations where they need to acknowledge what the league is telling them. You know, um, we talk about this all the time with teams that like, you know, a team trades a star. And the first thing you always see from a team that trades a star is we want to remain competitive. We want to, you know, we still want to, you know, we still want to be where we are right now while we have the star. And it's just like, 
No, that's not how it works. <laughs> you're treating, just, just you're treating a star <laughs> in, in, in a sport where only works. five guys are playing on your team at any moment. Typically speaking, if you trade away your best player, you are not going to remain at that level. And, um, it, you know, they might say that initially, but then really quickly you'll get that rude awakening that the league sends you. It's like, nope, no, 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 no. It's, it's <laughs> you aren't going to be at that same level. And, you know, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets come to mind, right? They just traded away this year. They traded away um, Kevin Durant. They traded away Kyrie Irving. Did they also trade Kevin or Harden this year? I guess last year. Last year. No, last year. Last year. Um, that was the Ben Simmons. So in two years. I don't know if Ben Simmons years, played since, but. In two years, they've traded uh, James Harden and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and at every mm-hmm. single turn. Now, it's easier to say when you still have Kevin Durant and when you still have Kyrie Irving, but at every single turn, we've heard the same thing. We still I will not see stand for this Joe assist. Harris still, erasure. They traded, they traded Joe Harris, too. Yeah. Um, whiteflation. And and so I... Um, so I... So... But they when they finally, like, completely cleared the deck, right, all of those guys are gone. They do go on a, a bit of a run. They do... You know, they picked up Mikhail Bridges, who appears to be really effing good, better than I think even Phoenix thought that he was going to be. They pick up Cam Johnson, who just got paid again today. Um, but also there really quickly when they got into the playoffs, the league reminded them, no, 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 no. You no longer have Kevin Durant. You no longer have Kyrie Irving. You're a cool story, but you're a cute story. And you're going to be gone here in a couple games in the first round. And, and, and I think that's where Toronto is heading where the playoffs are the ultimate truth teller. Yeah. It's just like, eventually the market, the market is just going to tell you the market's going to tell you who you are. You know, and and, and I think that's where they kind of stand. What's up, Roger? Aren't they? Uh, I was gonna say, aren't they kind of like? I understand it from Brooklyn's perspective because they have no incentive to tank, right? They don't have their picks. I yeah, believe Houston their picks are all yeah. yeah. So they their other teams control their draft picks, so they have really no incentive to be bad. Um, so I understand from their perspective to like try to build with. And I think Mikel Bridges is a legit, legit star. I think that's a guy you can build around. Cam Johnson, I love that for them. Um, I just love that pairing, and I feel like they can build. Oh, with Brooklyn, that. you're see, saying. I mean, Brooklyn, sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, I think they want to go get Dame, which to me would be a mistake. I feel like trading all that packages for a 34-year-old Dame who may never leave Portland ever because Jeremy Grant just got paid over there. Yeah. Toronto, though, like, was Scotty Barnes just too good his rookie year? I feel like that was kind of, like, that kind of... Fool's gold. Fool's gold. Yeah, like, they were, like, way better than they were supposed to be. And they look like geniuses. Masai looked like a genius. Scotty Barnes was picked fourth. I think that was a reach to most people. Um, he came out, I believe, was the rookie of the year that year. He was, yeah. Um, and, I, and I felt like, you know, I think they had a really good year that year. So that might have just blinded them and took them on this path. But I feel like they should get some blame for losing Fred Van Fleet for nothing. Siakam will for see sure. what, what yes, what Siakam will see what happens. Um, but yeah, like I think those two are in different paths, and they're asking. I think Aaron, you can confirm or not confirm. They're asking for like ten picks and like um stock for og ananobi so i don't know like if if those if that i had to yes i had to uh my one of my kidneys was was requested and uh, my liver which i don't know why anybody would want but my liver (laughs) was healthy (laughs) no for my liver they they want your they want your liver because it needs to be studied scientifically (laughs) that is the greatest liver to have ever lived you know what's funny is every time i go in for a physical they're like oh no your organs are functioning really well your liver's in great shape i'm like are you sure? Do you want to run that again? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, uh, I feel okay, like cool. Your your liver is just perpetually the Jimmy Butler like. Oh, just like <laughs> like yeah, hanging on the the little half wall, just breathing heavily, bent over. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Cheers, uh, cheers let's, to my liver. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm about to serve myself a refill. So I want to talk about the Lakers, the rest of the Lakers moves here. We talked about Gabe Vincent. And, and again, I would say I'm cautiously optimistic about that. I get why people are excited about it. I get why. Um, I mean, just in general, like anytime a, their team does something that is like not, you know, disastrous, immediately disastrous, people are going to jump to like the optimistic side of things. And I get it. That's fandom. I'm not some, here to judge wait, anybody for doing Some it. will, and some will take the very opposite approach. Me? Is that me? Is that Again, nobody specific, <laughs> but that's what fandom is, right? Some people are going to be wildly optimistic about it, no matter what. And most, some people are going to be wildly look, that, pessimistic. Fan. The point of being a fan is is like it's it's entertainment. You want feel good with being a fan. I get it. Like I, I'm not. And by the way, it's why I've kind of co- toned down the immediate like, no, this is stupid. The only time that I can really recall saying that like, no, this is dumb was Russ. And by the way, guess what? <laughs> I that and letting Caruso walk. Those are the only two times where I was just like, this is just stupid. There's no framing of this that I am okay with. Um, but beyond that, like, again, with, with Vincent, I can see a world where you look at that and Rob looks like a genius because, like, statistically last year, he isn't worth $13 million over the course of the regular season. Now, if you expand his role, you put him next to some of the guys that he's going to be playing with with the Lakers, maybe that maybe he starts to look better, and that's where Rob actually gets kind of a discount at $13 million, or, or that is dollar-for-dollar dollar proper value. Um but uh, they, they, they filled a need there. They did need a point of attack uh, defender. Javon Carter went for seven mil a year, which was crazy to me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think, you know, a lot of the useful players this year went for somewhat higher prices than, than was kind of anticipated. And the Lakers looked at that and were like, all right, fine. We'll, we'll do the same with a player that we really like in Gabe Vincent. This happened really quickly to the best of my knowledge that, um, this was not somebody I had heard anything about over you know the last week or so. That was this was not a name uh, that was being thrown around in circles at all. And that's why like it's it's really rare when a signing happens and every beat reporter, everybody who pays close attention to a team are just like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> And, and that was kind of the response that, that went about there. And Aaron, I'm not going to ask you for details on that, but, um, but until no, we I, talk I, I, I will, I can, I will share, I can share this. Okay. I would say that 95% of the time, um, I know something will happen before it happens. There are a few times there are occasions where I don't, um, but uh, almost like 99.9% of the time, I at least know conversations about somebody um, previously. And I didn't know this one until earlier today, but I knew before it happened, but I didn't know his name until today. And usually it's days, weeks, sometimes months in advance. So it was not a surprise to me when it happened, but it was not somebody that, I had been briefed on or talked about or knew about before today. So uh, maybe that gives you context. Um, I, I want to if it know happens. if it happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to I, I, I didn't mention any names. 
like if I if I all right, let's let's do it this way. I'm gonna pull up Gabe Vincent's stats, and I want to know if like if you guys just hearing what he did last year think that that is proper value for for Gabe Vincent because I I do think it's fair to to wonder about that, and I also okay. the the other the other part of it that that um. I cannot lie. I was I was not over the moon about was I was looking at Austin as the starting point guard next year, and if Vincent is getting that amount of money now, it's thirteen mil it, with the cap where it is right now, um, is fine also for a six man. So if they bring D'Lo back, it's eleven, not thir- it's eleven, not thirteen. It's eleven. Oh yeah, right? I, on average, right? On average, right? Um, isn't it anyway? No, I don't even. But, th- well, doesn't matter. No, it's, I, no, it's I think it's, yeah. I think it's three thirty-three. I think it's it's oh, eleven. Flat. Okay, all right. So it's mm-hmm. so even even more to my point. Then at eleven million dollars, that can be your backup point guard, right? And sure. um, and so maybe yeah, I mean, that's Trey the Jones prism. got that in San Antonio. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's the prism that I should be looking at uh, this through. But like you know, paying eleven million dollars for nine and a half points a game. Two and a half assists per game, forty percent from the field, thirty-three percent from three-point range, eighty-seven percent from the free throw line, which does indicate to Raj's point, and and you know the thirty-seven percent on open three-pointers is mm-hmm. indicative of you know there being legit uh, you know shooting touch there. Um, but like, does that jump off the screen to you, Raj? Does that like is that any different from like what Dennis Schroeder would do in 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 this role? Dennis Ruder, who got what incidentally, thirteen million. Yeah, yeah. yeah there well, you go. That's what I mean. That's so, what I mean. Like, well, because it's it's being lauded as this like step forward, and I just think it's a lateral step. I, from from, from where I'm standing, I, I think it's pretty close to a lateral step from from Dennis Ruder to to Gabe Vincent. I, so, I think. Sorry, Raj. I, I think okay. that it is fair to say that to think of them as similar-ish players as far as like who's better. I think that's fair, but. Um, I think the Lakers theoretical signing fits better because what was the thing offensively? What was the thing that we were always on Dennis about, about like, Oh, if he could just, yeah. Right. The, the slow catch and shoot quicker, threes. quicker release. Yep. Yes. And the, mm-hmm. in, the hesitancy from Dennis to take those threes was always a thing. And if this signing goes through, that is not going to be the case with the new guy. And, <laughs> And the like shrinking from the moment stuff is not going to be the case, right? You mentioned his you mentioned his his regular season stats, um, and they are what they are. But to be able to elevate yourself in the playoffs is is a big deal. And if Dennis is in fact gone, if if the Dennis signing goes through, combine that with no longer having Pat Bev, uh, no longer having Russ, the Lakers have had a the Lakers have been missing a bulldog, like the bulldog factor, the the force of will factor has been not that dog from, in him. Correct, and and frankly, that was that was a lot of why Tristan Thompson was brought in late last season, was somebody to flip Ooh, table. You guys listen to the goon stuff. I like it. Hell yeah! All right. <laughs> the Lakers needed somebody to flip tables over at halftime, without Russ and without uh, Pat Bev the Lakers needed somebody to flip tables over and get in people's face at halftime. Imbugi. And I don't know enough about a theoretical signing for 11 million um, as far as the locker room stuff, but at least on the court, 
it is very evident that what he brings as far as that kind of mentality. And I think that has been something that the Lakers have been missing, especially from the guards. Yeah. And I, I still think like I, this team is still a built around a LeBron and AD kind of characteristic of this team. Like, I still think that's the main uh, way that this team is built. So like, I think point guard can kind of be used um, in different, you know, in different variety. Like I feel like Gabe Vincent, again, is just an off guard who can, you know, run, pick and roll. He can attack closeouts. He's again, is really good attacking a compromised defense. And that's where to me, he thrived in Miami off of the attention of Butler and Bam. Um, that's where he was really great. So I think he can do the same stuff here. And like, if you watch his, and I guess it depends how much weight or stock do you put into playoff performances? I put a lot into playoff performances. I think that's one of the reasons that Rui got three years 50. I think that's, you know, why at least theoretically, I thought a team would throw a lot of money at Austin. And I think that works same for Gabe Vincent as well. He had an incredible playoff run and maybe the shooting isn't going to be as consistent. I don't like he shot 51% from three against the Celtics. That's obviously not going to continue. Um, but like he shot 41% on catch and shoot threes in the playoffs. Like, I think that's probably closer to where he's at, maybe at like 37, 38, but you watch his game. He has a ton of finishes. He's just a lot more crafty to me as a finisher than Dennis is. Dennis has that really slow release that you mentioned, Aaron. And that only, that doesn't just come up from the three point line that comes in the mid range as well. Right. Dennis, when he tries to attack, when he tries to hit his little mid range pull-ups, they take like three seconds to shoot, which is why like he has to be wide open on those. Gabe Vincent isn't that way. He can operate in that mid mid kind of area that's where like he scored a lot for Miami and he has all the floaters he drives to the rim a lot more he, and he doesn't get blocked as much as Dennis does he just has a lot bigger of a frame um and again shooting 94% from the line like I think that's just a really nice scoring guard at 11 million dollars as your backup guard see if Dennis comes back I just think that's really great value now he's super small and all that um but I think he's a good point of attack defender and uh like I just I, I like the signing I think the Lakers just need more dudes with cornrows I'm in just for that <laughs> That's Even if it's Justin Timberlake with cornrows? Yes, sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My White hair, dudes with my hair long enough for it. that? Or no? I don't think my hair is long No, not that. yet. I mean, I, I can get you braided up, though. Get, keep it growing. I can get you braided up. Do you, think, yeah. do you think, like, you know, when it comes to contracts, Justin Timberlake is like, it's gonna be bae. <laughs> yeah. I do not think that, no. No? All right. That was not one of your uh, best efforts. It was not, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, as it was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> You're like, I said, abort mission in ridiculous. the middle of it. Just stop. Um, this, that's normally where, where you know, because I'll get kind of a look in my eye when that, when, like, the joke pops into my head. And generally, just be like, no. That whatever you're thinking, what's mm -mm. making that, what's making that face, shut up. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to do that, don't. Yeah. Um, all right. No, I, and look, if I think of him as the backup guard, mm -hmm. no problem. No problem. Um, what that entails though is D'Angelo Russell coming back, which sounds like it's still going to happen. Um, you know, what I'm hearing is still in that ballpark of like 20 ish million. Might be a little lower now because they're just there. There, there isn't as much money now as there was at the beginning of the off season. Um, the Lakers also like, even though there isn't the same amount of money out there, they might not also want to piss them off and make them sulk. Uh, so that's that's going to be a factor here as well. And then also, if you sign them to twenty, um, at, you know, if you sign them to a number at twenty. And it's a $20 million pseudo expiring at the deadline. You can combine him uh, with, say, Torian Prince. 
and be right in that ballpark where you're able to uh, trade for Kyle Kuzma, for example. Um, but anyway, uh, Raj, if the guard if the guard rotation is D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, and uh, Gabe Vincent, and then like a sprinkling in of like Max Christie. Um, yeah. I'm a little concerned about the defense in that group uh, with, with as it pertains to shooting guards, but it's pretty good. I think it's 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 a pretty good guard rotation. Yeah, so I'm gonna spend my whole weekend watching like Torian Prince and you know Gabe Vincent. You already traded him. You traded Torian Prince in February already. You already packaged yeah, him with D'Lo for uh, for Kyle Kuzma. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited to go go watch go watch a bunch of Torian Prince. Um, are you gonna no, watch? That, a, are you gonna watch his uh, Baylor press conference about rebounds, Raj? You're gonna oh, go I, back I, to that. I, I, I do remember that. Yeah, funny. when they lost to like, Yale. I think it was yeah, yeah, they lost to Yale. Was it Harvard? Uh, it was Harvard or Yale? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was Yale. Like explain no, explain I think it was how Yale. a rebound works. Um, yeah. yeah, like yeah. I think we got more uh, of those. <laughs> and then yeah, Aaron, you can confirm this as well. But I think they're going into the season with Max as a real rotation type piece. Like they believe he can yeah. be. I be I would, ex- I, would ex- I would expect Max to get rotation minutes. Yes. Okay. I think Max is also the first laker to play like his second summer league year in a very long time like i'm really excited about no that. Like a, no like a player who like played an nba season with the lakers and then no coos coos and josh and uh who's didn't play okay. year two year two summer league lonzo didn't play year two summer league either they were too good for it wait i think they. that was yeah, also I mean, really long ago by the josh way yeah, I mean, it was josh like Hart. five six years josh ago Hart. yeah yeah no, josh remember josh like Josh yes. was like, "Fuck this! I'm playing," and everybody's like, "Don't play anymore." He's like, "No, I'm playing." It. He was he was incredible. He like a game it. or two. Yeah. By the okay. way, by the way, by the way, pretty explicit. You know, I, I I thought that was a pretty good preview of the way that his career is going to go. And people in love people in New York love him for having that dog in him. So, yeah, I yeah. I love I loved that about uh, Josh. Obviously, I said some different things about uh, Julius Randle when he opted not to play. And I thought it was super weird that Austin Reeves opted not to play in his second year. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited about Max Christie too. But there's got to be more. I, there's got to be more guys. They're just they've treated a lot of young guys. No, too, I mean but, Raj. I I, I really I, I really look forward to summer league every year. That's one of my. I like, trust Raj. I was gonna say I, I trust Raj on this, but, <laughs> but like I, I really love wrong. summer league. Um, which wrong. is which is why I'm excited about Cole Swider as well going to year two we of his. Get a Mo Wagner. We didn't get a Mo Wagner repeat mm-hmm. performance. Uh, don't believe so. Tht obviously didn't play his second year summer league. Um, there's huh. wonder how that wonder how that worked out. Mac um, McClung but, played for like 19 summer league teams. He probably played. Yeah, Dragon Bender twice. is playing again this year. <laughs> no, Who is no, no way. Dragon Bender Dra- is Dragon Bender. No, I don't know. <laughs> but imagine. <laughs> no, the best one was like Cameron Payne. He was like in year five still playing. I was like, man, that's crazy. And then and then he I didn't uh, hold on. Cam- well. Campaign. Went from being legitimately the worst NBA player I have ever seen to a playoff rotation player. Yeah. It's one of the crazier turnarounds that I have seen in 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 quite some time. But but Raj, it doesn't make you nervous at all. Didn't Mike, that, Michael like, Beasley? That, I think played last year in summer league. What? Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Oh I no, 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 last no. Year. I'm I'm saying I'm saying a, a player that like played. I on know the what you're saying, but yeah. I, I'm, what I'm saying is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember when like Ron like Artest played in one too? That was that was kind of fun. But um, yeah, I it it makes me a little nervous that a second year player that we didn't see play very much last year is lined up as a rotation player at a position that the Lakers like the Lakers couldn't 
really guard shooting guards last I mean, year? Like bigger the shooting guards? They had fourth or fifth guard. What? Yeah. He's the Lakers fourth or fifth. Well, no, guard. but I'm saying I'm saying like it's still like collectively across those four or five guards, they don't they still don't really have somebody that I'm comfortable guarding bigger shooting guards in, right? Like, um, and, and even Gabe Vincent you know, gets after you know, it, but he's like a smaller to... he's a smaller guy, so yeah, that that makes me a little nervous. But like the the, the guard rotation though, Raj, like how how confident in uh, in it are you? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm more confident because of our forward position, if that makes sense. Like, I think Vando, Rui, LeBron are going to take up a lot of those. I would assume we're going to get a backup center. To me, like, for the guards, you just need good guys who can, you know, chase over the top, good at the point of attack. And I think Austin fits that. Gabe Vincent um, fits that. We'll see where Max – I think Max showed a lot of flashes in his rookie year, and you can see him bulked up. I think he he was a really solid, just um, very fundamental defender. Like when I watched him play, I never thought he made mistakes. So I thought he was really solid – in that aspect, we'll see his growth in summer league, but that's obviously not going to be his role in the NBA. I just like, I think we'll be fine there. We'll see if Jalen Huchifino makes a role. We were talking about Josh Hart and kind of comes full circle. Portland traded for Cam Reddish with Josh Hart, who Cam Reddish is obviously a Laker now. So we'll see if he, uh, I think he has a guarantee for this year and then a team option, but I'm sure like Cam Reddish is expecting correct. to be in the rotation. Um, he at least has the lane. Like I feel like he has the, correct. he has the attributes um, as a defender. I don't, I, he hasn't really shown much in the league but yeah like I, i'm fine with it maybe they can pick up one more torian prince as well i think is a solid six seven guy who can kind of go back and forth between the two and the three i'm not worried about that and then you have vanderbilt as well who's like your main throw him on the other team's uh on ball guy and like make his life hell so i'm not too worried about that as long as the the guards can chase over the top and ball pressure and all that i, I think we'll be fine with anthony davis obviously behind them Here's where here's where Aaron. I'm surprised you haven't given me a hard time over this yet. Okay. This is a heavy wing roster, and it's mm-hmm. it's the kind of you know. Now I I do. What you wanted, to, right? Yeah. It they do they do. There's well, a this, whole that's, bu- that's why I thought like I thought a whole for sure bunch that, of six five to six nine guys. I that's why I thought for sure that Aaron you would have given me shit over it because no, that I'm is you, no, I'm that's let all you, I'm gonna let you bury yourself, brother. <laughs> that's why I've been. That's all I've been asking for for a long time. And, and, you know, for the most part, I'm, I'm on board with it. Now, I wish they were more productive, like 6'5 to, you know, 6'8 guys or whatever. You know, Cam Reddish has been kind of whatever over the course of his career. It looked better last year in Portland, but I think that was a matter of, like, everything being so depressing there that anybody who looked like they could walk and chew gum at the same time would look good. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like the print signing. Um, a 6'8 a, a guy who can step out and willingly shoot threes really well, like 38% from three-point range last year. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, really happy to have Rui back and uh, having him back. I think his number 17. this year is going to start at like 15. Oh, yeah, it's right? 17 average, yeah. Yeah, it, it, he's going to start at, at, at 15 and then you know kind of go up from there. That's a good number for me. It's been funny to see people be like, man, that's a lot of Rui Hachimura. The number, like the cap, is going to keep going up. We're like a, a, a year away from, from a, a giant multi-zillion-dollar TV deal. That's going to like that. I think the league was saying that they were hoping to have fifty billion in league salary uh, per year as a result of this uh, new TV deal. So the, the, the an, most the most the cap amount. can go up in any year now is is ten percent. So. Yeah kind of some smoothing is, is built in. It went almost up 10% this year, but um, yes, the cap will, as, as the new TV money comes in, 
two years from now, the, the cap is going to continue to go up and up and up. So, which yeah. is why I say, and Anthony, you and I talked about this offline. I don't think the raw dollar numbers matter that much for yeah. this kind of thing. I think the better way to look at it is what percentage of the salary cap do does each contract take up? Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm I'm also through the roof because there was a clip, and I, I know like off season highlight stuff. Uh, this is like Ben Simmons' best time of the year. It's when he wins MVP every single year. Is is, is in these highlight films? Oh, the one but, on none. <laughs> but but I did really. It wasn't so much that Vando was making him, and it was nice to see that he was making him. It'd be terrible if he was like working all these shots and he was just like clank clank. You wouldn't clank. see it if he did. Um, yeah. But uh, the type of shots that he was working on, right? The 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 quick reaction dunker spot shots, you know, the floaters, the you know, the single dribble floater in the paint, stuff like that. Him him knowing and understanding what he has to work on, um, I think is is good news to me. There's nothing more frustrating than having a player who like clearly needs to work on something, and then you look at their off season regiment and it's like off the shrivel 25 footers and stuff. He's like, what are you doing? I, I remember, I remember for a while there with like Dwight, right? Dwight would, uh, when, when Dwight was still like in his prime, all I would, I, anytime I saw an off season clip of Dwight, it's just like, can we just work on, on a pivot? Can we work on like, you know, finishing through contact, not getting stripped at the bottom of, of his, of his shot and stuff like that. Can we work on that? And then you like, look at Dwight's off season stuff and it's, three pointers off the dribble and it's like <laughs> what are you doing uh but in this case vando's Dwight working and on the right. used to get him up in pregame yeah just working um, on just getting threes up yeah and but but yeah so vando's working on the right stuff I, like i said earlier i'm excited about prince i'm really excited about Rui. obviously they have a pretty good wing in lebron um this this aspect of the roster is what i'm the most excited about because uh you know it allows you to do all kinds of fun stuff defensively, gets you out in transition. You are bigger. You are not going to, they are not going to look like a JV team against Denver this year um, because of the number of wings that they can throw out there at the same time. If Darwin is willing to use multiple wings at, at, in the, in the same rotation, if he gets comfortable with using three wings in, in, in a lineup, that is something that I'm like really, really hoping to, to see this year. But but Aaron, uh, again, yes. you can't get into you know specifics necessarily, um, but I am kind of surprised you didn't. That wasn't where you wanted to start with. Was giving me shit over being somewhat no. lukewarm about a roster that has this many wings. No, because I want to let you. My uh, my step my stepdad is a country old country boy from uh, from Arkansas, and so he has all of this like farm old farm wisdom, right? And he has yeah. all these sayings, and he says the best way out of a hole is to stop digging. So I wanted to let you kind of, or he also says, if you give someone enough rope, they'll hang themselves. So I wanted yeah. to let you come to this conclusion on your own. I let, I'll right. let you get there. And you got there. All right. Second so one was let... dark. Wow. Was... <laughs> I like, how, I like how like you hand somebody a rope and the first thought is like, well, shit, I only have one thing I can use. Oh, this if you for. give someone enough rope, they'll hang themselves. <laughs> Shout out 1944 <laughs> city Arkansas. It's like, yeah, I can I can tie some things together. I can fix some stuff here over there. Nope, I gotta kill myself. Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, all or right. The so, best way out of a hole is to stop digging. <laughs> so you stop digging for the. You finally have stopped digging on the Lakers. Don't have enough wings. I'm done. No, I I, yeah. I am not complaining. I will not complain about the number of wings that We're they have. We're not ready to let Raj... you climb out of the hole yet, but at least you've stopped digging. 
Well, don't throw me a rope to climb out of the hole because yeah, then I might use it for the wrong fucking thing. I need a ladder immediately. No rope. <laughs> you throw me a rope to get out of the hole. No, 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 that. no, no, hold on. I do not want a rope. Anything but a rope. Um, how excited Why are you, you about the wings, Raj? Oh, I'm I'm super excited. And like my only thing with the Vanderbilt thing, because I've seen that as well with the video of him working on stuff. I'm not comparing the two players, obviously, so don't, don't call me crazy. But like I'm one of the few proponents that Cole Swider is still an NBA player. But like my pushback is that, hey, Cole Swider needs to defend. My point is like if Cole Swider could defend, he's not on the Lakers, right? A 6'9 yeah, guy who can shoot and defend. Like to me, Vanderbilt is like a specialist defender, Swiss Army knife. I think he has some ball handling. But I don't expect him to come next year with like a three-point shot, like a corner three, which would be nice. Like I'd love a corner three from Vanderbilt that takes his value from where he's at to $4 million to like a $12, $13 million player. But no, I'm excited. I think we have a lot of wings that do different stuff. Um, Rui Hachimura's ability to like, I believe, grow in this team as – kind of an ISO ball scorer who can also hit catch and shoot threes. Um, we were talking about Gabe Vincent shooting. I'll see if Rui's kind of playoff shooting was real at like the 42% or whatever that he shot in a few of the series. Um, and then, you know, obviously Vanderbilt, I spoke about Torian Prince on the wing, Max Christie, I'm hoping is a legit guy next year. Um, I think, you know, we have a lot of guys, Jalen Huchifino, who they drafted, who's 6'6", who I'm still, you know, excited about as a guy who's a point of attack defender. Well, I feel like Aaron Anthony, they kind of... Yes, well, they they spoke about him as, like, a guy that, I mean, I think in the press conference, like, as a guy they envisioned playing next to Austin. Like, that was part of the draft, like, reasoning to draft him. Um, So, see if he plays. But I think we have a lot of really – no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say no. Like those. Like we have a lot of guys with a lot of length and six ten wingspans. Even the guy, the guy in the second round, Maxwell Lewis, I believe, has like a seven two standing reach or something. So, um, yeah. I hope, I, wingspan, maybe. I hope it's. I hope his standing reach is bit bigger than six. Oh no, wingspan. Reach. Sorry, I think mine yes, is yes. higher than that. <laughs> yeah, wingspan. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I, I think at least we have a lot of guys that are from last year where it was like Lonnie Walker, Patrick Beverly, Dennis Schroeder um even russell westbrook within that group i feel like we've really switched that out to long lanky wings who can run around so uh so, very different uh, roster than, than we la- had last, last thing because i gotta go do uh, we're gonna do a little all access here in a minute so last thing for me but i would also say that i think there is definitely a pathway and i do think the lakers need to and will add another rotation center just like a traditional yeah. big guy but i think there is also a, a pathway and i do think that uh and I have said this before. I do think Tristan Thompson probably is on this roster again next year, but I, I do think there is a path for Colin Castleton to at least get mm-hmm. a look to see as, as a two-way guy, at least get a look and see if he can be an NBA rotation player. He's a big boy, like a, a real six eleven, has some offensive skill can put it on the deck a little bit. The shot he, I mean like the shot looks good. He didn't shoot it much in college, but I wouldn't call him a stretch big yet, but I think that is on the table for him. A good shot blocker and can really do some things out of the pick and roll as, as, as a screener can handle the ball a little bit is a very capable passer for somebody that is his size. So I think there is a pathway for him. Now is, do I think he's ready to just walk in and be the backup center to AD? No, but I do think like a third big, you know, to try to take some of that load off of LeBron playing at center as much as he has had to in the past. I do think there is a, a pathway for, for Castleton to, to get like, 
I think he's a DNP most nights, but you know, could he play once every three games? You know, can he give you eight minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes? Um, you know, once every two or three games, I, I, I think that is on the, in the, on the table and in the cards too. I hope they can do better than Thompson as, as the backup center. Um, I, you know, I didn't say he's going to be the backup center. I said, I think he has a roster spot. Well, they only have like two or three left. I said what I said. How many many more guards and wings do you want? (laughs) I guess that's fair. I, well, I, I, I thought I, I, you know, and look, they, they could still, I guess, technically sign two bigs, you know, one more, uh, you know, Productive big, another uh, but one, sorry, guess, sorry to interrupt you, but also remember there are three two way spots in the new CBA. There are yeah. three two way spots this year. Yep. Um, and then you know they can still have an open roster. I just know that Rob Polinka really likes having an open roster spot heading into the year, um, mm-hmm. which they can still do. You know, to your point, if Castleton is kept at a two way contract, I had thought you know, previously that maybe Castleton would be elevated and, and there's still time potentially to make that decision over the course of the, over the course of, of, but no, all right, not, not happening. Aaron, Aaron is shaking his head. No. Um, I think he, I think he, I think he will play as a two way guy. I think, he, but there's no reason until, until you run out of two way eligibility, there's no reason to elevate him yet. Well, if you have well, that, that's not how they felt about Austin. Um, but if, if they, if they, have two the roster bigs. Austin was was jumping into was very different than this roster. Yeah, yeah. We won't mention why. Um, all right, let's <laughs> let's <laughs> let's wrap up here. And actually, what I want to do, uh, I want to I want to throw. We have three hundred people in here right now. Okay. Um, like Aaron mentioned, there is a he's going to hop on to playback here. I do playback with these guys. Raj is is obviously one of the main hosts and co-hosts of playback. Aaron threw the whole damn thing together. It's a really cool project. Um, you know, we can we can we can consider this a two-parter, and we can go straight from here into that stuff. Let's do it um, for those of you who want more Lakers talk. So I actually think I'm going to wrap it up here so that we can do exactly that. Um, so there, there and there is plenty of, of ground that we didn't cover so far in this conversation that I'm going to leave for that one. So um, uh, Aaron, you want to drop what's the what's the link? I'm going to put it in the comments. Yeah, it's uh, uh, playback.tv slash all access Lakers. So come come and hang out with us. It'll be the three of us and, and Shub is going to hang out. And, you know, there can always be some some special guests and you never know. But uh, playback.tv slash all access Lakers. All right. So that is that link is right there in the chat. Uh, thank you guys a ton for hopping on. Aaron, thank you for, I, I know how busy you are. Raj, you are always a gamer. And, and you know, I, I had texted you earlier, hey, do you want to come and do this? And you were like, ah, I don't know if I'll be able to get home until, I think you said 8 p.m. or whatever yeah. it was. Um, you were home by 7.45 sharp. <laughs> and I always appreciate that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in here. This is going to be up on the pod feed. Obviously, subscribe here, and you can check out all of the video that will be on the pod as well. Um, And we will talk to you guys next time.